gang, what's going on? Welcome to today's episode of The Dealer Playbook, a podcast that explores how to create a thriving career in the retail auto industry. My name is Michael Cirillo, your host, and today I am really looking forward to sharing with you this, this one strategy that's going to help you win more car sales. Well, let me tell you this, okay? It's 2020. If you're listening to this in the future, it's not 2020 anymore. Maybe, well, maybe it is. Maybe you're still listening in 2020. Or maybe you're not. Maybe it's 2030. Who knows? And we're on episode 7 million of the podcast when you're listening to this. But whenever you're listening to this, I'm recording it in 2020. And I want to share with you something that is so fascinating to me. It's a few part. It's like a third cup mind boggling. And a quarter cup or a third cup, you know, uh, three quarters cup, I'm trying to do my math on the spot. Mm, don't hate me, mom. Uh, where I'm just like baffled by it and intrigued by it and uh, wondering why more people aren't making this recipe. Uh, this is a strategy that I n- can speak to with passion, with excitement, because it works extremely well. But alas, so few implement it properly or do it properly. And I mean, I just if you did this this thing, I'm telling you, if you if you implemented this one thing I'm about to share with you today, and just have a little patience and don't give up so quickly. I don't know why everybody's giving up so quickly. If you just stick with it, it's going to work. Wonders. Miracles. It will be magical for you. Okay. So I want to talk to you about this thing. Uh, and you're going to hear probably me clackety clacking on the keyboard as we do this, because this is real and raw. And I want to show you in the moment how this all works. Um, but first of all, I want to just say that the strategy is something that we've talked about before on the podcast. I've had guests on the show in particular, the author of a book with this same title of this strategy, um, and Marcus Sheridan, who we've had on the show a couple of times, who is an incredible thought leader when it comes to this strategy but basically the strategy is they ask you answer they ask you answer in other words customers are asking questions all the time they have questions all of the time why because they're making a big purchase everything in context right Everything in context, they might be buying, it might be a $2,500 used vehicle or pre-owned vehicle. If that's what they can afford in context, that is a massive purchase to them. If they can afford a $100,000 or $150,000 or a million dollar purchase, that's still a big purchase to them. The Money is money, right? And so customers have a lot of questions and maybe they're not asking you those questions in person because they're just trying to figure out what's what's happening and why they're waiting so long and all those sorts of things. But that in and of itself is a question. So the concept here and why I wonder why oh so few are are implementing the strategy is that you answer their questions. I I need a sound effect. Oh, maybe I have a sound effect. Let me see. What do we got here? Is it this one? Yeah, because I know what you're thinking. Well, Duh, Cirillo. Of course, they ask questions and you answer. And I know I say this all the time, but like, duh. But why aren't you answering them? Um, so I recently purchased another vehicle for the fam. 
for the fam jam, Cirillo fam jam. Um, and I was actually shocked going through this purchase process. Again, I'm a big, like I'm a marketer, man. I love experimenting. I love testing. Usually I, I'll call up one of my clients and I'll say, that one there. See, yeah, that one there. See, I want to buy that one. And like we can work the deal over email and do what we got to do. And I basically never stepped foot into the store. Um, but this time I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to a dealership that I don't have any interaction with. They don't know me. I don't know them. And I want to just experience this from a raw perspective. And I got to tell you, <laughs> friction points. There's a lot of friction points. It was super exciting. And by the way, can I just say, I am a lay down deal. Okay. I am such a lay down because my personality type, I know what I want. I watch the videos. I look at the VDPs. I look at the features. I visit the OEM site. I talk to friends. I like, I do all the things. Side, side note, Google's consumer purchase data is so bang on accurate because I just lived it. And then after the fact, I was like, oh, I just basically followed all of the steps that they talk about, that they've documented in their vehicle purchase journey or customer behavior experience journey. Um, but there's a lot of friction points because you're sitting in there. And I think one of the first questions that needs to be answered that nobody answers is, what's taking so long? Why does it take so long? Why am I still like sitting here? What are they talking about in the, that office? Like, what is going on? And so there's an opportunity to answer questions for people in person, but there is that same opportunity to answer those questions before they even show up and meet them where they're at. I always believe that creating content that enriches and empowers the customer is such a powerful, um, I don't know what you want to call it, show of good faith on the business part, business's part, because um, it kind of covers uh, a few different things. It, it's, it's worth it to, to take the time to develop content and answer people's questions. And I know it takes a lot of time, but it's worth it, in my opinion, for, let's say, three reasons. You, I, right? Isn't, that, isn't there a rule somewhere that says you have to have three reasons? Well, the first reason is creating more content that actually answers people's questions, like the real questions that they have, not just vehicle-related questions, but a lot of the different questions they have. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to show you how, to, how you can figure this out and basically turn the internet into your digital crystal ball, if you, if you will. But, but the first reason is when you're doing this properly, it increases visibility for your business online. Why? Because if you're the only one that's actually answering these questions with any great detail, um, sufficient enough to answer somebody's question, then you're going to show up in the search results for those things that they are searching. Uh, the second thing is uh, brand authority. Now, let's just suppose for a minute that nobody looked at your content. Maybe, maybe you wrote a blog about a topic that is supposed to answer somebody's question, and it only gets five views a month. First of all, who are you to discredit those five individuals? They're, they're people too, right? The second thing is they don't, nobody else knows how many people viewed it. What are you going to put a billboard? That's like, we're the dealership that only has five people reading our blogs. Of course not. So content is still powerful in establishing brand authority. 
because you can promote it. It gives you something tangible that you can promote and put out into the market, thus validating the authority of your brand. And by brand, I don't mean if you're like a Hyundai dealer or a Honda dealer. I mean like your brand, like like ABC Motors, right? The, the most famous dealership on planet Earth, ABC Motors. And kudos to you, whoever you are that actually operates ABC Motors, if that's an actual thing. Um, so that's the second thing, brand authority. And the third thing is when you educate people and that educational information turns out to be accurate, you are building a relationship of trust. So uh, there, there's a lot of other reasons. These are kind of my top three of why I think you need to be taking time to develop more content that specifically is designed to answer real questions. Uh, but I want to show you how you can turn the internet into a digital crystal ball. Of course, you can't see what I'm doing, so I'm going to walk you through it the best of my ability. I've opened up a new browser tab, and in that browser tab, I am typing in answerthepublic.com. Answerthepublic.com. Now, let me explain what this is all about. This is I love this tool. It's super exciting. You'll know you're on the right site because there's going to be like this video of a salt-and-peppered-haired uh, individual just kind of staring at you with this ominous look. Okay. So, you know, when you go to Google and you start typing in something and you get that drop down with kind of what we call auto suggestions of things that you could search for, well, that is part of Google's auto suggest algorithm. Google is, is aggregating all of the different search queries that exist out there in their trillions and trillions of quantities. And, because their algorithms are designed to understand context, when you start typing in something in a search uh, query, Google is doing its best to understand what it is that you might be looking for and, and is then therefore auto-suggesting other search queries that they have aggregated from their massive search pool to give you those suggestions. Um, and so what Answer the Public does is it... Basically, you could type in a search string or a keyword and answer the public is going to show you all of the auto suggest suggest all of the auto suggest information from from Google and other search engines. So let me show you how this works. So I'm staring at this ominous dude right now and there's a little box that says enter your keyword. So I'm just going to type in car dealer. Let's start with like, okay people that have questions about working with car dealers. So I'm going to enter in my keyword car dealer and I'm going to click get questions. Now what's happening is answer. The public is aggregating all of that auto suggest data, and then they're going to do their best to visualize that for me. So right out of the gates, I can see that there are 83 questions um, that have been visualized for me based on this, this um, uh, search string of car dealer. There are R questions, like A-R-E type questions. There are can questions, how questions, what questions, when question, where questions, which, who, why, will, all these sorts of things. And I can look at these. So, for example, here's, here's one that it pulls out, and there's, there's 83 different questions that it's pulled out. Are car dealer fees negotiable? Do you answer that question anywhere on your website? Doubt it. I haven't seen it. There's an opportunity for you because now we know because we've turned the internet into our digital crystal ball that 
you know what people are looking for. But look at all these R questions. The next one down, are car dealer fees taxable? Are car dealer internet prices negotiable? Are car dealer invoices real? Are car dealer add-ons worth it? Ah, interesting. And then we go to, are car dealer extended warranties worth it? Ah, interesting again. And then we let's follow that wormhole. Are car dealer protection packages worth it? Are you answering these questions from a customer's point of view? Like, what's that? I don't want to misquote somebody, but what's that? You know, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old so that they'd understand, you haven't explained it well enough. So that's just the R questions. There's probably 20, 25 there. Then there's can questions like, can can car dealers sue me? <laughs> I just, I don't know why that was the one my eye went to, but but anyways, you, you get the idea. Can car dealership rescind contract? Can car dealer cancel lease contract? There's a lot. Can car dealership keep my deposit? Ooh, there's some heavy ones in there. Uh, how about this? How Car dealers make money. Ah, that would be interesting. Hey, that would be interesting if you did a like behind the scenes little expose, if you will, on how dealerships actually make their money. I'm not suggesting you have to divulge margins or things of that nature, but just saying like, hey, here, here's maybe some of the things you don't know. Like, let's talk about, let's talk about, um, all of the costs that customers don't see, like floor plan and uh, margin compression and like just all the different things that you're dealing with from a business perspective. People are obviously interested in it. They're searching for it. Um, how to get a car dealer like, eh, maybe not that one. Um, how to remove car dealer sticker. Oh, that's kind of funny, right? Like you got people that are like, okay, I just bought this vehicle. Why am I advertising for you now for free? Clever, clever girl. You know, that sort of a thing. Um, and so, you can do this for a whole slew of things to figure out what people are actually searching for. So going back to this strategy that is not utilized in its fullest, they ask, you answer. Well, guess what? They are asking, and it's shocking how few are are answering them. Now, this could, let's just backspace this. I'm going to go back. Let's type in, maybe you, maybe you are a Hyundai dealer. Well, let's type in like Hyundai Palisade, right? That's the new one that just came out, Hyundai Palisade. So I click get questions. It's going to visualize this for me. And so if you're ever sitting there wondering like, hey, what should I be talking about? Well, what you should be talking about is answering people's questions. Well, guess what? There's 79 auto suggests, essentially 79 questions for the Hyundai Palisade. Is Hyundai Palisade reliable? Well, there's an opportunity for you to tie into some of maybe the awards that it wins or safety ratings or, or you know, the, the story about why they created the Palisade and all those sorts of things. Is Hyundai Palisade coming to Australia? Is it coming to India? Is Hyundai Palisade a good car? Is Hyundai Palisade hybrid? Is Hyundai Palisade uh, all-wheel drive? Is Hyundai Palisade new? Where are Hyundai Palisades made? How much are the Hyundai Palisades? A lot of cool questions here. Does, um, you know, will Hyundai Palisade launch in India? So, you know, maybe not that one, but like can Hyundai, well, unless you're in India, sorry, sorry, I don't know why I just discredited my, my Indian audience. My apologies, right? But like, you see, will Hyundai Palisade launch in India? Well, if you got a dealership there, um, 
answer that question, right? Does Hyundai Palisade have Wi-Fi? So there's a lot of feature-based stuff, right? Like um, a lot of how big is Hyundai Palisade? So you see where I'm going with this? There are a lot of questions being answered, and, and I think too often we're relying on the OEM or maybe we're relying on this templated text on our website that's fed into us from who knows who and it's being duplicated across 2000 other websites and we don't think much of it we you know it's we're just kind of checking that box off like yes have content but when you really deploy a content strategy that's a mix of video audio the written word social media and you are seeking with full purpose of heart okay to answer their questions you're going to win again going back to my three points you're going to increase your visibility online no questions asked if if you're not going to answer these questions guess what who will your competitor right who will the oem and I, dear lord forgive me but sorry oem right if you're the one answering the question then that that lead you know say you're one of six hyundai dealerships or honda dealerships or whatever in your city well, now you're just giving up that ability to to be educated to the OEM who's then going to pass off the lead potentially to whoever the closest dealership is, right? They all start the same way on those those OEM sites. Put in your zip code, put in your postal code, right? So first, you're going to increase your visibility online because you're going to start showing up for those things that people are, are asking. Second, your brand authority for your store and for your people is going to increase exponentially, which leads into building relationships of trust with brand authority with authority will come that trust people purchase vehicles from those they like and they trust and guess what we tend to like people who demonstrate transparency and who tell us something that we didn't know who can enrich us who can educate us now there's also one last thing i want to touch on there's a psychological trigger happening right here and it's that you know People, well, well, let me just say this, like, think about the message you're sending. If you are willing to take the time without any obligation prior to the transaction, okay, like you're, you're taking time to produce content and answer people's questions, no holds, no obligation prior to the transaction. Imagine what's going on in the head. Like, think about the message you are broadcasting to these potential customers. Um, with regards to how you will take care of them post transaction, right? Like I, I'd immediately be like, Whoa, like this dealership is knocking it out of the park. They're willing to take this time to answer these questions and go through this, this hassle of putting this stuff together consistently for me. And I haven't even made myself known to them yet. Imagine how well they'll be able to take care of me after I actually do business with them. So you're sending a lot of psychological you know, messages about who you are, why you should be the one that they partner with and give you their money to, and and that you care about building relationships of trust. So, my gang, this strategy will win you more car sales. <laughs>